Nigel, Lana, welcome. Morning, mate. Hello. Good morning, good morning. <laughs> or good evening or good afternoon, depending on where you're listening to it. I think it's funny how people do that because they don't want to really talk about timestamps because that way it makes the content irrelevant. I like being here on a morning when it's raining just after <laughs> the bushfires in 2020. It's very nice to see that rain's coming down. People are going to be happy, I guess, if the rain hits them. I as long as it hits about the right place, place. Yeah. yeah. we're not on fire and it's raining. It's pretty... It's nice. We're midsummer here and it's pouring with rain in Australia. So I think there is, was it used to be El Nino? Is it El Nino? El Nino and El Nina. Yeah. El Nina. How did I live through that and not actually (laughs) ever hear that term? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uni days? Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Anywho, we're all here to um, have a think about our, or have a think or review our week we've had a pretty big week actually we're the second week back from summer holidays in australia obviously um, christmas time is same as everywhere else in the world which is december except we have it in the middle of summer so um, generally people take a couple of weeks off um, in our companies we generally try and force people to take some time off them because it's a nice time to just recharge the battery so we're what week two back of the new year now and it's um doesn't feel like it's a slow start to the year, to be fair. <laughs> we did hit the ground running this year, really. Yeah, running. <laughs> I feel like we've um, feel, feel like we've powered a treadmill up and we thought we'd just jump on it and just trying to catch up with our knees and feet at the moment. It's a really nice way to start the year, actually, because like, last year, in comparison to last year particularly, it was such a slow start. Like It felt like you were pushing... Are we swearing on this? Um, I'm going to try not to. Okay. Pushing stuff up a hill. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. This is going to help me with my four-year-old. Um, and it really, just because of all the public holidays and whatnot. But this year, the Christmas break was just long enough to get recharged but not lose momentum. That's a good way of putting it. Definitely. I also think, though, that we set it up in December. Oh, having yeah. an event so close to the end, getting a lot of people set up to come in. We actually haven't stopped from December to January, even though we took those 10 days off. We had everything lined up, so as soon as we walked in the door, we could hit go, as opposed to having to try to plan and then hit go. For me, um, thinking about the reflection, I think we had our first proper business quarter last year, so um, I think we've spoken about it somewhere previously on one of these podcasts, but we basically, I feel a lot of things clicked. We had the right people in for the quarter. We had the right... um, growth trajectories we had the right sort of client mix so a lot of things happened last quarter that matured the business um, a little bit and that's including the systems and planning so Lana obviously had a major role last quarter in terms of making sure our planning systems and accountability were upgraded so we obviously um, we did an upgrade if we look at that as a as a catalyst so I felt we had a great quarter because we got some momentum and people were doing in the company what they needed to do so it was very clear on the objectives and I think because of that we um, have hit this year running because there's a clear outcome of what people they're just continuing on doing what they need to do to grow the company Mm. and I don't think we'd got that mix right any quarter in the previous year not that we weren't doing similar activities it just needed a different level of accountability and sometimes a little bit of uh i guess a little bit more focus in specific areas and a little bit weight of volume in things for instance our company's a bit bigger now so you have some people freed up to do specific tasks and there's an obvious momentum shift 
Yeah, because we're building in multiple areas, not just the obviously the um, operational side took a big jump forward. Um, the sales focus was heavily there, but then we're also building things that weren't for the immediate as well. So, like with the um, media department and the portal and these and yep. the podcasting, all that kind of stuff, it was building outside of the daily actions as well. So, there's so much momentum in a lot of areas. Definitely, and I, I think there's been a. Um, we'll talk about the podcasting and things like that. Obviously, we're sitting here and doing that, but I think there is a psychological shift that happens when you feel like your efforts are going to be publicly on display. I definitely feel that, um, which I didn't think was a byproduct of wanting to start to push our brand out. Obviously, we've got some global ambitions and we need to start the rollout of some of our products and services this year. But it's definitely a great byproduct to feel that pressure of accountability because we have to talk about it. Mm. So this sounds really great in five weeks' time. We go, yeah, we went backwards (laughs) 50% and had sacked half our staff. That would be a... Probably an interesting podcast. I don't want to touch wood if you can hear that. <laughs> but it's um, it's a very interesting byproduct of being focused, having a plan, and now being absolutely accountable to public scrutiny. I quite like that feeling. You can also see that, though, in the team, going back to the fact that we had a sales focus and you talk about systems and accountability, but all we really did was we gave them KPIs. Everyone knew the numbers that they had to hit and every week we reported on them. So in the same way that we're sitting here in a podcast room that we know there'll be comments, talking, people saying what they think about each one of us, the team actually had the same thing. And this idea of systems got better, they did, but really everyone was just on the same page, one number they were focusing on and all efforts going towards that particular number. And that's just been replicated across the business. Yeah, but I think, I mean... When you say it like that, it sounds, oh, that's just simple, I'll do that. But to be absolutely fair, that's really, that's a tapestry that takes, that's, it's like saying, oh, that was very simple, Beethoven just put his hands down on a piano and whacked out a few, you know, keystrokes and suddenly he had his ninth symphony. symphony. <laughs> <laughs> what are the symptoms of a stroke? Am I smiling right? Sorry. Still getting used to talking and not mumbling, but it's... Um, that is the skill set of business. If you can make it simple, it means that you actually know it. That's exactly why nine out of ten fail. Correct. Yeah, because that is a really, I mean, we're talking about it, obviously, that's our focus as a company is, yeah. is perfecting that, but I, th- I think that you're right with what you're saying around, I think we just got that balance right last quarter and we've only touched the surface. Absolutely. So the, the thing is, and this is probably in, it, maybe in this room, it's a, you know, when we're discussing it is everyone would be very proud in our company of the achievement. So obviously, as Lana said, and, and Nigel been talking about, we had a sales focused last quarter because it was time that we're getting mature as a business where we need to now put the foot on the accelerator and we need to pull the triggers we know how to grow businesses and when you start doing that that also you know transforms some of your products and services because as you get more scale you get different types of clients and you need to adjust so all that's sort of happening at the moment but the focus was let's push the accelerator on sales so we had a really really good result Um, the efforts were I would say we cranked it up 20 to 25 percent in terms of actual change in behaviour. I think there was a much better focus, but I don't think it was an outrageous change in behaviour, nor was it sacrifice everything else to just grow, which a lot of companies do, and then the rest of their clients fall out the back end or they, they sacrifice quality, whatever it is. But for me, I didn't feel like there was much more effort. I felt that there was an increased effort in a couple of initiatives and they were executed very well. 
yeah, definitely. And that transformed the year. So we had, you know, just for those listening, we're not a huge company at the moment or this department of our company or this, this company in our group of companies, but it was a 50% growth. And it doesn't matter what size business you are. Um, if you get that sort of growth in a quarter, you've got other problems you've created as well, which is what we've got now. We're in hiring mode. We're in... It's the fun of business. Absolutely. 50%. I want to do that exactly the same thing this quarter and we should don't worry we will yeah <laughs> absolutely <laughs> but i think that's very important that it wasn't something that was at all costs grow it was what do we need to focus on in a i guess concerted effort that that was the only two things that we would execute because no one here really felt we we're in a um boiler room of just sell, 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 sell at all costs. This was literally, here's our two initiatives. If we do this consistent, consistently, we'll do this. Now, the interesting thing for us was we had a really great growth quarter, but we started the quarter off horribly. Lost a few clients, not from the fault or doing anything wrong, just in the business Natural we're in. Cycle. Naturally, you know, some people close their businesses, some people sell their businesses. We no longer have anything to offer in this little company at the moment with that. But we came from a long way behind. To turn a quarter around, it was significant. To add to that, it was also a short quarter because Christmas and two of our leaders went overseas for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just refer to yourself in a third person? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a good quarter. So... We did. We've hit the ground running, I think, this year. For me, I've got a personal anxiety right now around um, when we get wins in companies, you see people relax. You see it in good sporting teams where you say, yeah, well, you won the World Series last year and you see the next year there's just an apathy that sneaks in. Now, they're professional athletes at the top of their game where people who pride ourselves on performance people and keeping keeping focused on what we need to do but there's an absolute fear in me around how do we make sure all our people realize that that wasn't at one out of the box that is now the new norm and that's okay and we can cope with that level of growth mm. when things start happening that you want to happen because this is all planned by the way for anyone who's listening in this we didn't fluke this every quarter for the last eight quarters we have specific plans on things we want to execute in the way they should execute based on the growth rates and growing a company in the right way but your thoughts, guys, because, I mean, it's me and we know that, you know, I like to come from a point of complete um, fear, anxiety and worry <laughs> when I look at any of our companies and go, what's going wrong and what's there? So um, once upon a time, that was something I was trying to address. Now I just roll with it. But what, how do you guys see it? Because I think um, as leaders of the company, <laughs> it's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's not working, then it's my problem. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, I think the Lana actually brought out um, something the other day, which we might have discussed on another podcast, about um, a sales goal or a revenue goal for this quarter. And even though we knew the exact figure that we brought in from the previous quarter and we knew that it was a short quarter, and I was in a group when you brought this out, um, the fear that came out around that number until because it's just people looking at the number rather than the, hey, wait a minute, we've already achieved this, this and this before. So, so just for everyone listening in, if you want to understand Nigel's fear, think of your own company, look at exactly what you did last last year because probably most people don't actually track by quarter. Look at last year and say, in the next eight weeks, I need to add 50% of that number to my revenue line because that was the number. Yeah. 
and I felt it myself. I just went, oh, jeez, that seems like a stretch. And they went, wait a second. As you talked it through, you just went, no, that is actually achievable. And I think as long as the last quarter was actually setting everyone up to be all involved in the process rather than the because we had taken a siloed approach because we needed to until that point make sure people were focused on the exact areas that they were in to get the results in those areas now we're building out so they go now the the responsibility of bringing in the new opportunities is a company-wide one as long as we can feed into the right um initiatives yeah and we provided those last time all we've got to do is go make sure that we've got those initiatives again and I can't see the number that you, you uh, chucked out of it. Yeah, as long as we've got those right initiatives, we can replicate that easily. Yeah, we've got a different problem this quarter is we physically couldn't fit our product and service with another growth rate. That's okay. That is my problem, which is you grow it. That's my problem to yeah. make sure we can fit it. But even growth problem, so that's a growth problem, which is we literally couldn't service, we'd be out of capacity, creates a new paradigm for the company mm. because then you've got all these wonderful options. And I think a lot of people get scared around that, which is it doesn't even matter if we get that sales number because we couldn't even service it. It's just an absolute fear of the answer is when you have that number because you can simply just if, if the crudest thing you could do is lift your prices by 25% and yes, you'll lose some clients, but hey, now you're making better margins and you've kept your client base and you can keep going from that point. But it's, it's a hard one when you look at those numbers because a lot of people would be sitting here, particularly in our company saying, yeah, that number's great. Do you know what? I think we can achieve it. Where are you going to put everyone? Yeah. Uh, well, not your problem. Yeah. <laughs> and we've always found from the digital agency that we worked with, the other companies that we worked with on uh, with Philodemo, is if the mindset is scared, you're not going to hit that number. And yeah. so I threw out that number and had to explain the efforts into it, not the actual outcome from it, to reduce that fear of where are we going to fit people? Do we have to hire new people? This is too big because especially with a digital agency, whenever we brought on new clients or had a new number, if it was too big, we could see that the younger people in the team would freak out and it's just that energy in the office, whatever you call it, whatever you believe in, it just wouldn't happen. So the moment you bring everyone on board, not even with the solution but with the path to the solution of where are we going to fit everyone, well, we'll throw money at it to get a new office or we'll find space to make sure that we can fit it in there. Everyone gets much more free and excited because they see it as opportunity, not as, oh, we have to do this again. And and, then exactly what Lana is saying is most people don't go out of business because they couldn't handle their growth problems. But to be important, it's very important to note, you can go out of business growing too fast if you don't know how to handle the growth. That's pretty important. It's why most smaller businesses don't accelerate anyway because they're just playing this constant famine to feast, famine to feast. They get some sales, they quiet for a quarter, they lose some clients, they get more clients. Rinse and repeat, add 20 years, retire, and you didn't ever have the business you want. So we've seen that over and over again with people. But this whole idea of let the pressure of having too much opportunity and too many people and too many things happen refine your whole offering because the idea is it's meant to evolve the offering so for most people they think they're going to be doing the same business when they double the size of the business they go well i just need to do double as much no no the innovation that's going to be created by different types of clients more feedback into your core products and services you're going to keep refining 
And that's the thing I think people miss in all of this, and particularly with us too. I mean, we know it, we've seen it, we've done it, yet we're going through our own uncomfortable, geez, how do we handle this growth? Everyone's trying to look at it and it's like, well, you innovate and you start to work out how do we handle the growth, not how do we get the growth. Much more fun environment to Much be in. Much more fun. Like That's the game we're in. If you're a business builder, if you're self-employed, maybe not so fun and that's not, not nothing against self-employed people, but... Some people just want to say, as long as I get this much revenue, I make this much personally, I can do that for the rest of my life. Absolute kudos to you. That's great. But for those who want to build a business, you must create pressure around sales in terms of volume of clients you need to service or you'll never break through. Profitability. Profitability does help too. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, So thinking back, as I said, we're in second week of January at the moment. Um, What's the focus? Lana? For my How's your team? week? Yeah. We're all about the data at the moment. We're yep. trying to build up 10,000 points of data around profitability and cash flow and sales, which yep. is why I'm really enjoying this conversation. I think we'll get a whole second thing getting you talking about the AI you're building, but um, keep going. So, Lana, just for those who don't know that um, in here we're running what we'd call a analog AI. So, the analog menu we've got. <laughs> oh, that's um, so sad. The, just for the, yeah, you'll see it sort of in the, um, the next 18 months as it starts to roll out in the testing, but for the last three or four years, we've been testing all our execution strategies on clients. Not that I want them to feel like guinea pigs because we but we track all their decision making and we look at the data points and we look at what shifts and why people are successful, why people are more successful and why people struggle. And so Lana's been building this into a a system that we can actually track these things so we can put that level of algorithm over the top and start getting a obviously an AI starting to help with decision making in businesses, which is just obviously that's our big dream. We think it's going to be incredible. But the analog part of it is until we've got the AI there and we've got some magical voice that comes through the speakers telling us this, Lana is the AI, which is, okay, one data point there, one data point there, <laughs> this strategy did this, oh my God, that screws up my last two months of tracking, da 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 So how are you going with that, Lana? It's learning curve for me in terms of the algorithm and the formulas. Mm-hmm. It's my absolute home in terms of the data. Yes, yeah, Lana's not from a programming background, by the way, because um, that would not work in the marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer personality. No, <laughs> I'm not saying wow. that. I'm not saying Yay. that programmers are robots, but I think it certainly helps. It really does help. <laughs> I'm looking for a robot. Um, no, it's, it's a fun learning curve for me. So the data makes perfect sense to me. I can see all decision-making. I can see all of the patterns. I'm learning to put it into Python, into machine learning, into all of the formats that are out there. So, Yeah, new languages. New languages. Remember at school when we had to pick a language to learn oh. and now it's like you're not picking a language, you're, looking at, you're picking a programming language. It's just such a... I think it's pretty cool, actually, thinking about it. I gave up French in year 10 and I'm not allowed to give up this language, so it's going to be a big year for me. The other side of what I'm doing is off the back of last quarter and the success that we had with uh, events and whatnot. We've got events running monthly now, so we've been able to build some initiative, as Tim was just talking about, how do you grow? Uh, We've got online portals that Nigel and I are working quite closely on so that we can, again, 
grow with what our clients actually need. Yeah, so just for just I don't want to keep jumping in because it's very important for everyone listening. But the strategy around that was to we needed a couple of other capture points for our lead generation. So we were doing a lot of efforts, but a lot of people that weren't ready for our core business or needed to be bought through the funnel, we actually didn't have capture points because we're in a it was just a less sophisticated funnel where we were only looking for a core client at the moment. But as we're growing, we're getting more people. We thought, well, if we had an event. It, there's somewhere to place leads that aren't ready to be a client and also there's something to talk about for the whole quarter. So the guys, um, Lana and Nigel, put together, let's have an online option so we can trap people there. That's what they're talking about with the portal and let's have an event each quarter that's sort of our mega event and we can always invite people there because at least at the end of the quarter, all the efforts that you've gone, the secondary and third gains of people who aren't core clients can be put somewhere and you get another chance to rewarm them up educate them add some value or develop a new product so that's what lana's talking about and that's why they were great both great initiatives but they're probably at 50 percent of what they are going to be but 50 percent is well and truly too much already like it's mm. great yeah i'm in a privileged position that i get to work with me <laughs> <laughs> that was an honest reaction i'll leave the dead air there <laughs> Where's the cricket sound? <laughs> Sorry, Lee. Um, privileged position where I get to work with everyone in the company. So I get everyone's feedback. I get to hear what the consultants are talking about, the clients are going through, the sales are hearing out on the road, obviously the stress and anxiety of Tim and what he feels about the business, as he mentioned. Well, let's just call that my natural state. Yeah. Natural yeah. state. <laughs> stress and anxiety, yep. And so everything that's being built is this really nice combination that you can have when you're a smaller business of everyone's feedback and input on reality of how they're feeling. And so to be able to, uh, I guess, combine feelings with the more practical output for me, that's that's my quarter and that's yeah. what I really like. So I'm lucky this quarter. Feelings? feelings? Combine feelings with data. Yeah. Oh my God, the ultimate robot. <laughs> <laughs> Keep you all posted. <laughs> she feels. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it has been a question. <laughs> this one doesn't feel worth <laughs> I was just reading through the, the CES, um, the roadshow around the tech and all that happening, and it was dominated by sex robots. And I'm like, that's a real worry that the feeling bit is. It always the same thing with tech, isn't it? It goes to that you can see that actually all this AI is going straight there. It always starts with the most core human movement feelings in a robot now starting with there and then working back well a lot of the most popular technology does start off in the porn industry yeah, that's, that's they jump on it before anyone else volume yeah it's just the way the volume is all the, it's just hilarious it's the same yeah. process not that i think we'll have that same process here by the way if that came across but it's it's so interesting that that there is an element of it can't just be data and smart it actually unless it has a personality a feeling or you want to connect with it, it it doesn't have a lifespan anymore it's that swaps so quickly the way that tech's going if it's just data then you yeah. lose but the moment you add in the feeling element the human element the emotional element that's the only way to win in totally. something like this totally 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 what about you nigel what's your um what's your focus two weeks in now where do you, where is the next what have we got left 10 weeks 10 weeks for this quarter. We've got um, a very heavy media focus for us. We've been playing below eye level for a long time now yep. um, and purposely so. Uh, but now uh, everyone's ready to jump into the public eye, which means that a lot of old skill sets that I have used to have uh, for uh, previous 
companies that we've had uh, have to polish off those skills uh, and also systemize that process because the media department here is small yeah. uh, so and we've got large targets for content production which is one part of what we're doing <laughs> large targets God. <laughs> <laughs> but being able to I do, I do one of the things is about the performance and systemization side of it is don't I don't want to fall into the trap that a production company has yeah. uh, of needing a large team of people um, with those built-in costs to produce the contents. Yep. So making sure that if we do a podcast, that it's not a single piece of content, that there's five or six that we can strip out of it to put across multiple areas. Yep. Um, because ours is about this part of what we're doing is about achieving reach. Yep. And with the size of the team we've got at the moment, the only way we can do that is by multipurposing content and making sure that we've got the right templates set and the right actions in place that what would take normally a production company at three or four days and three or four people to do we can do with one person in one day yeah and i think we've always been pretty good at that um as a company or group of companies is we look for efficiencies in systemization probably way too early um it's if i'm being blunt uh and and fair but you know you know my training at university was around logistics which is supply chain management and efficiency so it's difficult when you're not being efficient to not want to change it so we've always tried to work out how can we scale our efforts to get more from our invested capital time money and and whatever so i think for the content it's a very interesting one because there seems to be a um i guess a focus on traditional production around how content should be made but i think gone are the days of production houses anymore and we're obviously seeing the people who are ultra successful around social media platforms and their own owned media platforms is around not lower quality content but faster producing uh quicker turnarounds you know consistent content of a higher quality not high quality yeah um just consistently pumped out like everyone just they've got you, you've got your Gary V's and all those kind of people um, they just pump out content and their team isn't like even though he owns the media like uh, Vaynerchuk Media sitting behind like D-Rock and that little team that runs the social side of things there's two or three of them at most mm. and they pump out an extraordinary amount of content yeah absolutely absolutely so that's a big challenge for you this quarter because um, launching our media uh, department and I guess the first foray into starting to let the public into what we've been doing for the last five years in this company and the last 20 years in our group of companies mm. it's quite uh, to me as I said I'm, I'm really excited by it but it certainly does um, change the whole dynamic of um, you do feel a little bit under the spotlight like I don't want to have a crap week yeah <laughs> that, that, that's perfect I mean for, for me anyway mm. it just it, or it may, I like that I, do, I like showing my work to teacher, even if teacher I never actually talk to. I just go, well, no, look, if I'm feeling like I need to, I'm having a crap day or feeling not that strong, I go, I know that the gym works well for me um, to get me in the right mood. Mm-hmm. Then I know also that if I've got a bunch of people watching everything we do, that then I'm going to do the extra rep in the gym or do the extra little yep. bit. So, And that goes across to everything that we do. Yeah, I, I absolutely. This was an unforeseen byproduct of self-analysis around knowing that I have to talk. I mean, I'm you know I'm been on the, in this studio every single day now for the last fortnight. May I just say that there's been a real commitment from Tim. 
because of the scrutiny? Well, I'm obsessed now. Like it's the whole thing is like we're not winning here at all. Um, we've decided to commit to it. Now I want to win this game, which yep. is how do we become the most pro- prolific brand in our industry and how do we get there faster than anyone? Because I think without having that as a challenge for us as a team, we're, um, they're not, I wouldn't want to work around people who don't challenge that. Yep. So we're not looking to just put our toe in the water we committed to it now it's a huge investment i mean you don't build a professional podcasting room the day after you make a decision unless you're in execution mode and to be fair that was lana she said well didn't you just say we're doing podcasts yes great so why haven't you bought the equipment and have it shipped in yet and it was like this was three hours after the meeting and it's absolutely the right attitude we need, which is which no, it's wonderful. Oh. Listeners, you will learn very quickly with me. If you say you're going to do something, just do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll be fast friends. If you say you're going to do something and yeah. we don't, and most people are sitting no. there going, "Well, I can't do that in my business because I'd need to either get permission from someone higher up, or I we're a smaller business, or whatever it is, or we don't need. We can hire a studio. We want to look through the analysis." That's how we see things a little differently here. We made a decision to get into this and this is how we're going to do it. For the volume of content we need, we would need our own studio. To keep the cost down, to get Nigel being able to systemise it in the way he wants to, we must keep the cost down. So it was an easy decision that we needed to have our own studio. We didn't have a room for a studio. We've had to reconfigure the office. We've had to move out. Like so it's disastrous. I had to move my pinball machine, which is a disaster. <laughs> oh, poor it was the perfect room to just sneak away and pretend I had some planning to do and just play pinball all day. Um, but <laughs> it's now a podcast room. But I think that's the importance of understanding the execution style here. And you know, Lana's very good with that. It's obviously why we're married. She, you know, executed on good decisions consistently. But. It's under contract. <laughs> <I'm here. laughs> but it's but it's that when you make a decision to do something, you start executing what must be done. So others would be talking about, but I haven't checked my budget. Great, then you haven't made a decision then. You've basically furthered your thinking on it where most people would think, well, we made a decision to do it. Now we just got to work out the budget. No, no, no. You haven't made a decision yet. So frankly, we hadn't worked out the budget, but we made the decision. So we lost the opportunity to do that. Is that stupid? Yes, absolutely. And that's where I think we are a bit gun ho with things, but I like that nervous energy and I also know we'll be fine obviously you do also surround yourselves with people who have the information so in that meeting we had Nigel who knew exactly what was needed you had me who knew the cash flows and had reiterated this to you absolutely and so anyone who sits there and says but I don't get to make decisions in the meeting I have to take it higher up make sure that you know the questions you need to ask in the meeting so that you get closer to that decision if it's your boss who makes the call what is your budget to make this happen? What happens with the room? Yeah. How do you make it go ahead? Just don't say yes to a decision and then do nothing. Totally. And I think also it's understanding the decision from a setup cost. So we were talking about, yep, we can do this. That's fine. We, you know, we knew we could make it happen. The real investment's not the money of buying a bit of equipment. If it's really bad, we sell it on marketplace tomorrow but the real investment is now we've taken Nigel who had a heavy BDM focus we've come off a ripper quarter and we've taken one of our key components out now if we say that out loud it's like how stupid are you guys like you just start getting some great results and the first thing you do is change the ingredients and I agree it's stupid our pavlova is going to be a lemmington yeah (laughs) like we're not going to make the same cake we did last quarter because we're taking out the key components 
but that's part of the strategy and that's part of the decision we have to make is we believe media in two years for us is essential. And if we don't start investing in the project now, because it'll probably take about two years to get to where we want to go in this area from our calculations and our estimations, we would be dead in the water. Yet others would say, well, let's just leave it another six months because we can keep doing the same growth quarters. We can just replicate what we did last quarter and keep growing. But that's the decision. That's actually the real cost of the decision. It's opportunity cost. So to actually think in two years' time that this will be worth 10 times more, not just financially, but from what the business needs to launch what we're doing, it's, it, there are, it's better conversations that we're having in the company, but much higher risk, not from just financial investment. Yeah, it comes back to the Bezos quarter where he walked out in front of the media when Amazon had had a low quarter and they said, you've had a low quarter, isn't this terrible? And he said, this had been planned for the last, I think it was five years? Yes, yeah, he plans three years ahead or something. So he knew every single quarter that was going to be up and down and up and down, well, up if you're Amazon, based on all of the (laughs) opportunities. Up or more up. Yes, (laughs) except for this one quarter based on the opportunities. And so, yes, we've had an up quarter. We, Tim and myself particularly, because we do the cash flow and the builds, we know what's coming up next. So we know hires are coming. We know media is a priority. So we know where numbers need to be. That when a low quarter comes or a lower quarter comes, it's because of the opportunity we invested in, knowing that what in 12 quarters from now, mm. what that opportunity cost in 2020 will actually give us yeah. in 2020. Eight, eight quarters. If we go 12, we missed it by four, but that's okay. Yeah. It's an extra year. <laughs> um, but in the two-year period. Planning bigger. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but that's I think that's exactly the point we have to when people are thinking about this and you'll see from us particularly there's a focus on um, obviously our media and our public image and starting to add a little bit of value to people in our community rather than just clients because that's also part of our value system here at Philodomo so obviously those listening we love brutal feedback Love brutal feedback. And you, and you <laughs> Sorry, did you just tell the internet yeah. that you want brutal feedback? Because they're usually so kind. Absolutely. So lovely and understanding. <laughs> but it, oh, absolutely fine because you know, like, I think most people, most people look at feedback and go, you don't have to listen to feedback. Yeah. You just like, you <laughs> there's the problem, <laughs> but that's the point. Like, why would I care less about anyone's opinion outside this room? They've got absolutely no value in my life. I don't care about them. I don't know them. I care that I want everyone to get what they want in life. But someone who takes the time to talk on the internet. I mean, we've got a social media company. It's not like we're new to what's happening. And I know what I'm asking. Everyone's like, "Oh, you're gonna cop it." I'm like, "Great, copying it is the first part of our growth plan because we need to start getting people aware." This is an awareness for the next six months. So, do you know what? Comment away. And on that note, client surveys for the quarter have just gone (laughs) out before this session. Now, they're ones we listen to. (laughs) But I think that is, you know, a very exciting quarter for us in terms of one of these projects that is, I guess, new age. This is, I sound old saying this, but this is for us. We've never invested in this area because personally didn't feel the relevance in terms of priority of where we were in terms of what we're building behind the scenes that this wasn't really but I I, you know I don't necessarily agree with that decision if we went back I think we would have done this a lot earlier even though I don't know the results purely because it's the future you know it's 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 a bit silly I think you know 
What are you focusing on this quarter? What am I focusing mm. on? Isn't this it? Don't I leave this and come back every week and just do a <laughs> podcast? Microphone drop every Thursday. <laughs> um, I think particularly for me this quarter, I need to focus on a couple of things happening, particularly in our core business at the moment that's generating the revenue to grow the group. I need to make sure that the people within that are starting to settle into a role and being able to claim a role they really enjoy. So we've got some key people in here. We've got some new hires. So we need to make sure that everyone, that's a smooth transition. So sometimes with that, just for the nature of a lot of movement, you need to make sure that people are executing the core product as best as possible. So I've got a a little bit of work to do around the um, systems in terms of the way I want companies being grown, the way I want our strategies applied, the way I want our technology applied and starting to build in some scalable learning systems because we'll have sort of at the end of next quarter starting to push out into some international distribution that's our goal to find some people and offices that we can start look at whether we execute that this side of 2020 or um, early 2001 so making sure that we've got that in place is definitely a focus I think um, the focus for me is I don't believe we had a great quarter last quarter if I'm being brutally honest I think we had what I would consider the average I'd expect from a good quarter for the rest of this company's life. Agree. Um, so I'm not. I'm excited because I like when others feel and see, and they go to effort. And that's not to undermine anyone's efforts, particularly in here, because you did a unbelievably stellar job of not only going from all right, we're going to now grab this by the collar and pull it up. This is now our new standard. So you guys particularly drove that, which I think is amazing. But I feel we pulled ourselves to what I would consider the norm. So I want to try and not inspire that, but I want to make sure the team stays focused on the real game, which is we've only seen a an ounce of what is the opportunity that we can be doing so a lot of my focus will be well how do we now get to a point where I think we're humming as a company in terms of growth and I would expect what we did last quarter something around double that is the sensible number for us to grow at quarter on quarter Um, which is good but that's obviously takes a lot of psychology because we're a smaller client we've got new new hires coming in we've got new senior people in here so we've got to just make sure that whilst we want to grow at an unreasonable rate that others would see we also need to make sure people are culturally inducted that we're all on the same page and also that we're considering some ideas of new eyeballs in here because they might see things that we could be doing a lot better so I want to make sure that new people not only are inducted into our way but that we're actually not missing out on an opportunity for fresh eyes to see how we could do things better so I think that's I'd call that a Monday um In terms of the rest of um, this quarter, I really need to solidify our strategic plan for the next five years, which means what do all the components in the group do? Um, For me, that's a really exciting thing because we're starting to look at a whole lot of different companies that integrate and that that will make the whole business model sort of be set on fire, which in a good way, I should say, not burn the house down. So I'm, I'm excited by that. I think personally for me, um, I've played a technician role for the last 18 months while we built yep. our, our offering and our tech. But it's an exciting and, and fearful time for me. Um, not because I don't know it or haven't done it before, but anytime you let go and let the kids drive the car, I guess, um, you, 
you just see things that aren't done the way you would want. So finding that balance between it's not necessarily worse, but being able to encourage people to work out where the water level of Tim not involved in the execution of operations because I just frankly don't have time to be there anymore. So particularly working closely with Lana um, professionally is removing me from that because unless we can do that, we'll never have the scale which we need um, for this type of business. So that's to me really exciting because there's an opportunity for people in this company to step up. Like at the moment... I'm looking for the next person. I'm looking for the superstar to step up. It's like a sporting team when you've got young players in here. I'm not talking about young players as in these are young people in this company. We've got a range from all ages. But it's that time as who's going to have their breakthrough season? Who's going to be a superstar? I'm looking for a couple of superstars to step out. And I think by me stepping back, it gives the opportunity and space for others to grab something in the company and drive it and if not i'll bring people externally in to do that but the the mantra i've got this is i'm looking for people to educate me on something i'm sick of knowing more about every department than everyone else and it's not because others aren't great or smart but i'm looking for the next level of leader which is i'm going to grab this and i'm going to turn this into something that I see and a vision. So I'm looking for that because I think that's a maturity of a company. So I'm excited. I think a really great year coming up. Wonderful. Yeah. So that's um, and a hell of a lot of podcasts, which is a new skill, which is really exciting. Yeah, I'd say the, the, the podcast part of it for me is one of the most exciting parts because we're doing multiple podcasts and we're also helping out some um, people outside in producing theirs. Are we allowed to cross-promote on this? Because I've got to say that there's one exciting thing happening, which is Lana, who's um, been running a digital agency for so long, we're actually... the our rollout is to do with the digital agency that we've gone there. I said, give me everything you would do with the best client in the world and I will do it and I will pay for it and I will execute how you want. You tell me if you need a thousand bits of content, I'll give it to you. Give me, so putting Lana's company, which is really great. Sorry company that she founded, but now being run by other people, but putting, We've gone from zero digital presence. So if you see, if you're on here now listening to it in the next couple of days, you'll see that our platforms have basically been wiped. So I'm saying, let's go from zero to where we're going to get to and show you everything we're doing and talk about it. I'm really excited by that. I haven't seen that anyone do that. I haven't seen that level of public scrutiny. If, you know, we could lose hundreds of thousands of dollars doing this but it would be a great case study horrible for <laughs> Lana's company by the way because <laughs> it'll end it but if it also to be able to hear from the agency side the insights analyzing the data from your company I'm actually so excited about that because I think it's a it's brilliant like I would have loved to have watched someone else go from zero to starting digital and personal brand and whatever it is to wherever like it could be disastrous it's so exciting or it could be brilliant but either way it's (laughs) going to be such a nice body of work i'm really that's the bit i'm most excited all that other crap i spoke about put it to the side i'm just really (laughs) excited about that because i think it's someone needed to do it it's actually a hysterical project because it's both sides you're going to see the agency and love clients but you're going to see the agency and what we go through when we do get requests and yeah, and I'm not an easy client Tim is not honest. an easy client I'm really glad you said that the requests that we've or already worse. gotten have resulted in the team as you say I don't run the yeah. agency anymore but the team silently nodding and thinking what the hell are we going to do with this <laughs> and so to be able to see that side of agency life 
versus client side, which is this is why I'm asking for this. This is my bigger picture that an agency is not led into, mm. but you just have to do the work and trust because agencies are paid to do work, not to know all of the things. It's going to be a really interesting project to see what actually comes out of it from the next step, just like with the big event, we've now got monthly yeah. events because clients, agencies, businesses are going to see the 360 as well as, as you say, the crash and burn, which will inevitably come. No, let's not inevitably say. <laughs> there will be ups and downs in it. I don't want an inevitable crash. <laughs> a, a crash could be that something that's planned did not work out. It doesn't mean we oh, stop. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's, that better happen. Well, that means we're not pushing hard enough. I know, I'm married yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah, I know good. how your brain works. <laughs> but but uh, the, reason, the reason I want to bring it up is because I think a lot of people who are maybe in mature companies or in newer companies are not sure how to utilise this form of media. Frankly, we don't in terms of we've got a very great idea from the experiences we've had of growing a digital agency, seeing behind the scenes. I think Lana's last... I, I don't, I'm just going to guess, but it'd be over two and a half million dollars in the last 18 months in just advertising revenue we've put through Facebook for other clients and ourselves, but never for a point of non-experiment for ourselves. So we've never actually done this on ourselves, but we have got unbelievable results for clients. So you would never see that as a business owner to be able to hear what happens from the agency point of view and the client point of view in a co-creation essentially, which is we're both working here. The great thing is it's my wife's company um, the guys running it are brilliant. I know they're brilliant. And we've got our company, which we know what we're doing. So to actually hear that's going to save you tens of thousands of dollars of A, how to communicate with an agency, B, where to not take their shit because agencies are still agencies. You're the owner of a company. You need to take control. When you hear from the agency, you go, yeah, clients always think they know everything. So it's this beautiful both sides as Lana said but I think the link will get Nigel when that's up but check that out because if you're a company that ever goes into any form of or working with any form of agency this will be a very interesting insight if you haven't had it before and if, and if you've got agencies that you think are good at the moment perfect you'll be able to cross check whether they're doing the things that they should be doing or you're giving yourself permission to ask them to do things that they should be doing so I'm I'm pumped with this because this is this it's just really frightening, actually. You can also tune in each week to see if Tim and I are still together after yeah. this project. <laughs> wow, the stakes just got really high. I put it at 50-50. <laughs> but that's good enough. So you're saying I've got a chance. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Well, no, I'm, I think so. it's exciting. So in terms of the format for this, um, we'll try and have a chat every week. I don't think we'll try because we don't not do what we say we're going to do so we'll be having a chat about things like that if there's elements that you're interested in that you want to hear a little bit more and you want insights from anyone sitting in this room more than happy to talk about it but our agenda for this is trying to share some insights of building a company group of companies and um, trying to just let you in a little bit behind the scenes of some of the challenges that are normal some of the conversations that um, should have we've obviously started the year very positively and it's easy for us to do a podcast because we feel like we've come off winning. It's not always like this. As much as I'd love to say we're always winning, as soon as we win too much, I'll make sure there's a spanner in the work so we can start to challenge ourselves more. But I want to make sure that as much as we're positive people, 
business is tough. It's ups and downs and we understand that better than anyone. Happy to share some of those experiences. It's just a good time of year for us at the moment. Come off a good quarter, started really well and it's exciting but I want to make sure you get to see the, the warts and all a little bit because when things need to happen, decisions need to, to change, well, that's just part of it. So hopefully um, people listening will get something out of that. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, Nigel, Lana. Should be a very, very exciting... Um, we know it's going to be exciting, uh, so that's <laughs> the other side of things. There's going to be a lot of challenges along the way because um, both of you are let's shoot for the moon, Saturn, Mars, etc. Uh, half of you know the steps to get to Saturn, Mars, the moon. The other half just goes, no, I'm sure we can figure it out on the way. And being the guy that has to figure it out on the way, <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to that challenge for the year because it actually puts um, the just, brain in the right area. Just work it out, Nigel. Exactly. And don't forget brutal honesty in the comments for Tim. For Tim. Happy to. <laughs> Alana and Nigel are fine. I, I actually, I'm really looking forward to it. I doubt I'll even read them. So <laughs> like, let's be completely honest. He's already outsourced that to me. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> give me the ones that sound uh, – give me the positive, interesting ones, Nigel. <laughs> the rest just block them. Is that how – I'm only joking. Um, no, but it's important that we sort of – particularly we want to curate a community because part of this – and and our value system is we need to support each other in growing businesses. It's very difficult. It's a high-risk game. Um, the more you learn, the more you know, you know, it makes it less likely that you will not be successful in business. But we do, as much as we, we joke around a bit, we want to contribute. It's not just here for pure ego and giggles, um, even though that's absolutely fine as a value system. I'd do it just for that. But if we can help people that don't have access to that support and be able to share some of our experiences, some of our clients' experiences, um, hopefully that helps you get over the hump you are in your business now and um, you enjoy being part of our sort of little community too. So guys, thank you. Very fun to be doing this. Looking forward to this being... Um, I'll be looking forward to sort of every week of doing this with you guys. As I said, if you want any more um, insights or you have anything you've heard that you want to hear a little bit more, feel free to pop a comment in there. <laughs> Nigel will curate it and I'm sure if there's anything sort of urgent or interesting that um, we can do that these guys would be more than happy to jump on a mic and put out some little snippets over our social media channels. So I think we're meant to ask people to subscribe and do all that. But I'm honestly, if you don't know what to do now and you don't see the value, <laughs> bad luck <laughs> like it's seriously you know, uh, and this is where ops and media just if I get the next agency person to tell me if you ask them to subscribe you get a 25% more subscription yeah but I don't want the idiots who need that like let's get a, let's get curated smart people to go I think there's value I might subscribe and if it's not I'll unsubscribe anyway different podcast guys great to um, great to have you here looking forward to the chat next week awesome see you then see you then bye